Hello and welcome to Owl Pellets, Tips for Ag Teachers podcast. Our goal at Owl Pellets is to help agriculture teachers like you find research-based solutions to the problems you face every day in the high school classroom and as you advise your FFA chapter. Here you will find practical tips for your agricultural classroom and interesting information to incorporate into your teaching. We invite the best agricultural education faculty and researchers from around the country to come and talk with us and share what they have learned. The Owl Pellets crew is Kate Shoulders from the University of Arkansas, Marshall Baker from Oklahoma State University, and me, Brian Myers from the University of Florida. For more information on Owl Pellets, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and visit our webpage at owlpelletsforag.wordpress.com. That's owlpelletsforag, all one word, .wordpress.com. This week, the Owl Pellets crew talks with Dr. Katie Stouffer from the University of Florida about what does the general public think about the terms agriculture and science. Does the general public actually think agriculture is important? What about science? Is it important? And most importantly, how should we as agriculturalists talk to the public about agriculture and the science of agriculture? So this podcast is chock full of tips for you to use as you plan your ag classes and your FFA chapter's next public outreach and engagement activities with the community to promote and advocate for agriculture. Hey, Al Pellets. Today we are lucky to have with us Dr. Katie Stouffer from the University of Florida. Katie, welcome to Al Pellets. Hi. Thanks for having me. So, Katie, kind of get us started off here. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what we're going to be talking about today. Yeah. So I come from research in science museums and trying to help people do better outreach with just sort of general audiences in science. And now that I'm at the University of Florida, using agriculture as one of those kind of contexts to get into science. So this project was one thing I was looking at to look at what words people use, especially when they talk about this big idea of agriculture and this big idea of science. And are they on the same page to start with? Great. So, you know, we talked about, you know, the word science and agriculture. So quickly, what did you what did you find about there? Do people see those things as the same way or was there a big difference? Yeah, so what I did was something called meaning mapping, which is if you're familiar with concept mapping or just those brainstorm bubble maps. Um, so I asked them to just tell me everything they thought about when they thought about the word agriculture or everything, everything they thought about when they thought about science. And so at some of the very immediate levels, like the very first things that came to mind, they didn't tend to use the word science when they talked about agriculture, and they didn't use the word agriculture when they wrote about science. But the words they used were related, so you could see that it wasn't that they didn't think ag and science were related, but they may not have used, if, if we explicitly say, Agriculture is a science. That may be a, a, a step beyond where people are at. And in, in this study, this, these are like just normal people, right? These are like people off the street, general population across the country. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was in actually a very local area in a city, but we think that there's reasons that they're probably representative in some ways. So do we want people to associate the two of them together just off the street? Uh, why would, is, is that a thing that we want? And if so, why? Yeah, you know, we do a lot of both agricultural education and science education, but we generally have separated them in schools, especially. So when I talk to people about 
whether they care about agriculture, they're like, no, no, I don't know anything about agriculture. But if you ask them about, do I care about science and is science important? They might be like, yeah, you know, it does all these advances and brings us new great things. And I'm like, well, guess what? Agriculture does that too for your food or for your fibers and things like that. So I think, I think people don't realize that they actually care about agriculture in the same ways as science because they're kind of missing some of those connections at an explicit level in some way. So I'm curious with these concept maps, you know, when I think of medicine, I know that's a science. And when I think of, um, you know, I, I, when, I'm, when things are shown on TV about different, you know, things being designed or developed I, or cancer treatments, I understand that's a science. Why are they not connecting, what are they connecting agriculture to? A lot of, a lot of the maps showed that people thought of agriculture as like the real physical inputs and outputs. Like there were lots of talk about crops and chickens and um, things that came out, food and fibers and stuff like that. Whereas science, they're thinking of it as like kind of use these more abstract concepts of, yeah, new technologies and improvements and benefits to society. Um, so that was more evidence that in their minds, if you can make that connection, they would, people would see that that's really related. But it's, for some reason, the two words themselves are just not connected. And so the problem is, we as experts, researchers, scientists, other educators sometimes assume that people know these words are connected and just go ahead and start down the conversation as if people are all on board with that. But I think you have to take a step back and make sure everybody is on board before you go on with these efforts that are, you know, integrating ag and science education, for example. Well, and it's odd because, you know, sometimes for some reason, when we talk about medicine or treatments, science is, has a positive connotation. We're finding new things. But it's interesting because when you talk about science and agriculture, you know, there seems to be this trend to jump to, you know, frankenfood. And so that's an interesting, you know, that dynamic. Did you see any of that come out and how people see science and ag maybe as, as bad? There weren't as many sorts, I think, of, of positive and negative overall. And, and actually other research that's been done shows that pretty much people do kind of trust science as a thing. And there's less evidence about agriculture um, whether they trust it or not, but actually now these days once you break down science into things like um, other potential controversial topics like vaccination or you know global climate sorts of things on those individual topics there's a little more distrust kind of creeping in so that's a think I think that's something else we're looking into I, I, I don't know if I have enough evidence from these to really say um, didn't really stick out one way or another. So if I'm an ag teacher and I'm saying I, I want to help students see the connection between those and really associate one word with the other, what, what are some things that I can do? So I would say the first thing is to maybe just have a discussion, kind of like what we're having, like even asking people, do you think agriculture is a science? Why or why not? Or, I mean, you could actually use these meaning map tools or concept map tools to do that and ask your students, to do basically the same thing I had them do. Write down everything that kind of comes to mind when you think of agriculture. Write down everything you think of when it comes to science. 
and see if they overlap at all. And if they do or they don't, use that as sort of your starting point for discussion as to why it does or doesn't. Let's talk a little bit more about that uh, meaning mapping. If I was an ag teacher and I wanted to do this with my students, kind of, kind of, you talked about a little bit there, but can you give me some more steps on what, what should I do? Maybe what are some, some good topics to use this for, and just kind of help me walk through what, the, what I would, what my classroom would look like if I did this with my students. Sure. So it takes, you know, it can take only a little bit of time if you want to do it. Um, you know, in this in this study, it took people less than ten minutes to do this map. Um, so basically, you ask people to write down everything that comes to mind. It can be words, it can be phrases, it can be um, actual, like factual sorts of things. It can be opinions, thoughts, feelings, ideas, just anything, and, and leave it very open-ended. And you ask them to connect those to the kind of starting word. So let's say it was agriculture. So you, you draw the bubbles out from agriculture, and then you draw further bubbles out, and you connect them. And then one part um, that didn't go so well in this study of mine, but I think is a, a really interesting part that I'm trying to get public audiences to tell me more about, is when you have, say, agriculture as your center word, and then um, food as the next word, what's the, what is the explicit connection that you would write on the line that draws, you know, food is a product of agriculture, or agriculture is the uh, study and production of food, or, or something like that, like what's actually making that connection, and again, make it make your thoughts explicit. Um, you can use these as, as pre and post assessments if you want to do it with a lesson. So I think you can use it with almost any kind of, of topic that you're talking about. There's a little bit difference between the personal meaning map, which is really just open-ended and no judgment on your thoughts. You can also do a concept map where you're actually looking to see if they learned particular concepts you wanted them to in a lesson and then grade it for which ones showed up or which ones are missing, that sort of thing. Another a neat, a neat tool that we use in a lot of different ways, and it seems like to me at least one of the, the key ideas here is not just defining a term, but talking about why they define it that particular way and how they connect these different things together to do this. You know, a lot of our ag teachers in, in their FFA chapters have an opportunity to do a lot of community outreach and those sort of things. And so based on what you found here with how people define agriculture and science, what are some tips you'd, you'd give to ag teachers as they prepare their, their students and their FFA members to go out and, and engage with elementary students or it might be people at a, on, at a local community event or those sort of things? Yeah, I think one of the biggest things that's important for any kind of outreach or engagement that you're doing, especially if you're going to a group you haven't worked with a whole lot, is to really just start out by having those conversations. One thing we know about trust in any of these ideas or just the way people operate is on relationships and the way they make decisions is, is based on relationships. So really, that getting to know you part and getting to know them part is super important and I think people you know often jump over that and just try and like share the knowledge that they have or share you know something uh, more about you know what their FFA group is doing or some event that's coming up you really want to take that time and, and get to know people and say you know well why would agriculture be important to you or how you know how do you see it or 
you know, or also share why it's important to you and, and share your humanity is, is another thing. And, you know, it seems like those concept maps or the meaning maps would do a great job of giving a neutral starting point, almost like an icebreaker where, um, you know, when we're trying to learn more about others so that we can have that um, open dialogue about what agriculture is to those who may have a different opinion than we do. Um, and as you say, having to build that that rapport first it's tough to do when you have no nothing to talk about you know so like hey I like egg how do you feel it's really hard to come up with a way to do that neutrally it sounds like the concept map and the meaning map might be a great neutral starting point where you can have people work on an exercise and then give them something to talk about where they can see the differences and say oh I hadn't thought about it that way tell me where did that come from Right, and then you can get some of those background experiences and then the conversation can really move forward after that. Thanks so much for sharing your, um, your research with us and your thoughts. I think this is a great idea that ag teachers can use in classrooms and in their communities as they go um, teaching other folks. Thanks, Katie. You're welcome. Discover your place in education where learning intersects research and engagement. The University of Florida's Department of Agricultural Education and Communication connects people with agriculture through communication, education, extension, and leadership. AEC is proud to contribute to the next generation of agricultural and natural resources while preparing students to create a larger impact in their future careers. We're empowering agriculturalists who will become the next educators, the next communicators, and the next leaders. For the Gator Good. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Owl Pellets. Please visit our webpage for more information on this topic and to learn more about all of our guests. Be sure to follow Owl Pellets on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. It would also be great for you to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. Also, we ask that you please take a moment and comment on our podcast so others can find it as well. So for Kate and Marshall, this is Brian here by the Owl Pellet saying thanks and we look forward to seeing you again on another episode of Owl Pellets, Tips for Ag Teachers.